0: Today's reading is 2 Corinthians chapter 2. So I made up my mind, not to make another painful visit to you. For if I grieve you, who is left to cheer me but those whom I have grieved? I wrote as I did, so that on my arrival I would not be saddened by those who ought to make me rejoice. I had confidence in all of you, that you would share my joy. For through many tears I wrote you out of great distress and anguish of heart, not to grieve you, but to let you know how much I love you. Now if anyone has caused grief, he has not grieved me but all of you to some degree, not to overstate it. The punishment imposed on him by the majority is sufficient for him. So instead you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. Therefore I urge you to reaffirm your love for him. My purpose in writing you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And if I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven it in the presence of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan should not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Now when I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, and a door stood open for me in the Lord, I had no peace in my spirit, because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and went on to Macedonia. But thanks be to God, who always leads us triumphantly as captives in Christ, and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. For we are to God the sweet aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are an odor of death and demise, to the other a fragrance that brings life, and who is qualified for such a task. For we are not like so many others who peddle the word of God for profit." On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity, as men sent from God. This is God's word. One of the issues we have in interpreting First and Second Corinthians is that there were letters exchanged between the Corinthians and Paul that we do not have. Paul also referenced visiting them. According to verse 1, he talked about another painful visit. But that visit is not discussed in Acts, though scholars have made a good explanation of where it could have happened. Some have compared reading 1st and especially 2nd Corinthians to listening to one half of a phone conversation. If you've ever done that, for instance, when your spouse is talking on the phone in your presence, you know how confusing it can get. You listen to what your spouse says, and then you try to imagine what might have been said on the other end of the conversation, the one you can't hear. At least, that's what I do when someone is talking on the phone near me. Anyway, we have these two letters. But there were other communications between Paul and this church that we don't have. That means we have to speculate somewhat. We can still understand what the Holy Spirit was teaching through Paul without the other letters. We just don't know, for certain at least, all of the details. It is true that Paul commanded them to discipline a man from their church in 1 Corinthians 5.13. It is also true that, here in 2 Corinthians 2, Paul commanded the church to restore a man to fellowship who had been under discipline. Some scholars think, though, that this is actually a different case of church discipline than the one Paul ordered in 1 Corinthians 5. Whether the man referenced in the passage today is the same guy as the one in 1 Corinthians or not, it seems clear that the church had removed him from its fellowship, according to verse 6, and that he had repented and sought to be restored to fellowship in verse 7a. But the Corinthian church was having a hard time with the forgiveness part. In 1 Corinthians 7, Paul commanded them to forgive and comfort him, and in verse 8, he encouraged them to reaffirm your love for him. Forgiveness is sometimes easy when someone has sinned against us in ways that we also have done toward others, for instance, we might find it easier to forgive. When we don't really feel like we've been harmed, it might be easy to forgive. When we empathize with why someone sinned, it is not nearly as hard to receive that person's repentance. But those situations, the easy-to-forgive ones, are rare. Much of the time, we wallow in the pain caused by the sin of others, and we are tempted to return equal pain, and then some, to the one who sinned against us. Imagine an entire church filled with people who felt that way. Imagine what it must be like for the repentant sinner not to be received. Forgiveness is rarely easy, but it is always right when there is repentance. If you're struggling to forgive someone, even though you know they have changed their minds about their sin, ask God to give you the grace that he showed to us in Christ when he forgave us. And that should help you to learn how to forgive as well. If you found this devotional helpful, but you didn't receive it in your email this morning, Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe, and every day you can receive this email with the links to the audio and video, as well as the uh, transcript of this devotional. You can sign up for that at dailypbj.com slash subscribe. Also, I'm looking for some help with financial support, and you can do that by going to dailypbj.com slash support. You can also help others by sharing this message, because it might be helpful to them in their spiritual walk, and it will also help me grow my audience. Thanks for being part of this devotional today. I hope you have a great day. God bless you. We'll see you next time.